Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Do you have the right objective in life? Do you know what it means to live a life that is blessed by God? We're going to see in this psalm that we're going to look at today how God moves in a person's life in order that they have the right objective and they live in a blessed way. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Psalms and Psalm 119. Now, we began this psalm last week and we're going through it verse by verse as we have done with all the psalms. But as you recall, this is a rather long psalm. It is the longest chapter in all the Bible. And we're going to spend 22 weeks in this psalm. And now we're ready for the second part. And remember that each part is broken up by a different Hebrew letter. And there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And therefore, we're going to take each section which comprises of eight verses. And we're ready now for the letter bet that means all these verses begin with the same letter the letter bet the second letter in the hebrew alphabet now we see something that initially this psalm is addressed to a young individual we use the hebrew word na'ar which means a young man perhaps in early adolescence But these truths that we are going to be looking at and studying, these truths are good no matter who you are, whether you are a man or a woman, whether you are young or whether you are old. These are universal truths that the psalmist wants to emphasize that a young person, if they want to live a God-pleasing life, If they want to accomplish the purposes of God, they need to implement these truths and these principles into their life. And it's better to do it at a young age than uh, wait until we're older. So let's begin. Psalm 119, and we're going to begin in verse 9, where the psalmist says, With what a young man will purify his way. Now, most Bibles do, in fact, translate this in the purity interpretation, meaning how can a young man purify his way? But the same word for purity can be translated very differently. In fact, more often than not, when this word appears as a verb, it has to do with obtaining something in a victorious way demonstrating something which has merit something that has a good significance and therefore we see that not only should we live a pure life 
but also a life that is victorious that amounts for something that has significance and meaning so we can translate it equally accurately by saying with what can a young man live victoriously in his way so go in a way that is going to amount to something and notice how the psalmist answers this lishmor which means to keep or to guard it is a word of commitment and he says here to keep as your way meaning this that we need to live as god would live and who's the best example of that the son of god messiah yeshua so we look at his life how he made decisions what he did and what he would not do and we want to imitate that we want to be like him because yeshua and i'm speaking of course about jesus of nazareth he was the perfect example for humanity he never sinned he never displeased god he always chose wisely and he was committed to the purposes of god and his way was a way that god established and the great example of that is the resurrection so with what can a young man live victoriously have a life that merits god's pleasure and god's praise how can he keep his way well he says here to guard and that is a word as i said of commitment to guard as your way meaning this to guard his way as god would behave doing the things that are pleasing to him that are in light with his word let's move on to verse verse 10 where it says with all my heart i will seek you now again we always need to pay attention to vocabulary if you would say to seek or request in hebrew today it would be the word levakesh now there is another word that is equally used today but it's a stronger word it is the word lidrosh which means to seek or request with great urgency with with great emotion and desire with intensity and therefore it's significant that he says with all my heart i and literally it's in the past i have sought you now why is it in the past well very simply if we want to live a life that is praiseworthy it begins first and foremost with seeking god what does that mean to seek god to want his influence his provision everything that he can provide us that we are a recipient of and to do that first and foremost we want god we want to know god we want to experience god and we want to be used by god so he says with all my heart i have sought you and then he says do not uh, basically cause me to err now this is very similar to a a verse of scripture that we're all familiar with known as the lord's prayer and the problem is this we hear this phrase lead me not into temptation would god ever lead one into temptation no he would not god cannot be tempted and god tempts no one to do something which is wrong 
And likewise here where it says, uh, do not uh, cause me to, to err, God would never cause one to err to make a mistake. But what he's saying here, and this is true for the Lord's Prayer, that section, do not lead me into temptation, what he's simply saying is this, don't allow me to be tempted. Don't allow me to make an error. In other words, we can understand this perhaps in a more positive sense, where he's simply saying, keep me from making any mistakes, doing anything outside your will, anything that is against your nature, your character, anything that takes me away from your way. Now, what is the proper way? Well, notice what he says. Do not uh, cause me to make a mistake to err from your commandments and again we have to be individuals that are are faithful to the word of god and part of being faithful to the word of god is not ignoring any scripture and the fact of the matter is this that the commandments of god whether we're talking about new testament commandments commandments we find in prophecy commandments we find in the writings like the book of psalms and proverbs and such or commandments that we find in the law of moses in the scripture commandments are a good thing and we are supposed to apply these commandments to our life they help us make good decisions god's decisions so the commandments don't wear out in time they're not for one culture and not for another they're for humanity now again when we deal with the commandments of the law we find that through the redemption we receive by means of yeshua i'm speaking about the redemption that comes from the gospel it positions us where we will not be under the law's judgment but the law still has relevance for us and when we're led by the holy spirit and we're committed to the scripture we're going to find that we live in a way as paul says in romans chapter 8 and verse 4 what an important scripture that we fulfill the righteousness of the law only being led by the spirit and anointed by the spirit can we fulfill the righteousness of the law that is what we're called to do as believers whether we are jewish believers or non-jewish believers this theology that is very prevalent today that that there's a difference between a jew and a gentile in regard to the word of god that is a false teaching all people every believer are called to apply the truth of scripture all of scripture including the commandments of god found in the law of moses we are to apply them to our life but under the leadership of the holy spirit realizing that many of the commandments of of moses cannot be done without a temple more specifically without an altar and many of them can only be done in israel so we see that the law in the strictest sense in the literal sense is not enforced and you know who agrees with that orthodox judaism see one of the things that's so uh uh discouraging is that you have believers and i believe that they are truly saved 
but a truly saved person can be misinformed and they want to keep obey the law and they think they can today they cannot and they talk about torah observance and i ask many of them a question does orthodox judaism believes that you can keep the law of moses they said well of course no they do not orthodox judaism does not believe that the torah de orita that is the written torah the torah that most people most believers when we think of the law of moses we're talking about the first five books of the bible and the commandments there see judaism says clearly that today it is not the torah de orita but the torah de rabbanan meaning rabbinical law so when they speak of the torah they're speaking of rabbinical law not the law of moses and we have to acknowledge that no one today can keep in the letter of the law the law of moses but we can through the spirit of god fulfill the righteousness that that law speaks to and defines when we submit to the word of god being led by the spirit of god so he says here do not cause me to err to make a mistake from your commandments verse verse 11 with my heart now notice there is the second time that the word heart is mentioned and as i've said many many times heart is related to thinking as a man thinks in his heart the word of god says and we read here in verse 11 with my heart or literally in my heart i have hidden your words or your sayings and what it means here is is an idiom of value what he's saying is this i treasure in my heart your words what you have said and notice something else when we truly value the word of god esteem it and this word for hidden means just that to hide something in order to protect it to guard it to shield it against someone coming and taking it so when it says in my heart i have hidden your your word what he's talking about here is i treasure them and he says on account when we treasure the word of god on account that i will not sin against you and this is a principle that we need to really adapt to our life and that's this to the degree that one esteems the word of god and values it and sees it as precious and respects it to that degree that person will not sin now do we all sin at times yes we do no one in every aspect of their life values the word of god as we should but when we do value it it is going to have a purifying it is going to have a an outcome that that leads us into god's will and not against god's will and sin when he says i will not sin against you sin is a violation of the instructions of god the will of god the purposes of god and how do i know what god's will is what his purposes are very simply through his revelation through his word so he says here 
on account I have treasured your word on account that I will not sin against you that his that is his heart's desire not to sin against God verse verse 12 he says blessed are you O Lord now we all want to be blessed and I've shared with you that purity is an invitation to blessing going back to to verse 9 how can we live and purify our way how we live he says though in verse 12 blessed are you O Lord how does God bless us that that uh, uh, he has taught me your statutes so that you O God that you have taught me your statutes knowing the the instructions of God is extremely valuable helpful and causes us to truly find blessing in our life what we see here when we look at these this verse verse 12 we see a connection between god blessing he's a blessed god god blessing and god teaching us his precepts his statutes his ways and we need to realize it is only when i am committed to the ways of god that i should expect blessing the more i am committed to the things of this world the more that blessings are going to be put far away from me so he says blessed are you o lord he has taught me your ways god you teach me your ways verse 13. now because he has learned the truth of god god's ways his statutes his precepts what is he going to do well notice in the next verse verse uh, 13 where it says with my lips and this involves speaking with your lips you speak so he says with your lips i will declare i will speak i will say i will tell all of the judgments of your mouth now it's very important that we see this word judgment judgment is a decision in the scripture so what we find here is that god is telling us teaching us through his word through the portions of scriptures that reveal his his precepts what we should do we learn that and one of the things we should do is to teach that to others god teaches us truth we take that truth and we share it with others that's what he's saying here and notice all the judgments of your mouth these are god's decisions god's verdicts for life's choices so we should pray god help me to make your choices for my life to agree with them and implement them in my life now again over and over we're seeing in this psalm in this section but in the previous one the one that's coming there is a strong strong emphasis on scripture in psalm 119 the word of god which is a light the the truth of god which which illuminates where we should go and what we should do so he says with my lips i will tell all of the judgments of your mouth verse 14. in the way of your testimonies now again very important this word testimony it's related to a witness 
And what we find here is this. We are called to testify, to bear witness. Not just by telling people, as we saw in the previous verse, what to do, what the truth is, but also to implement them in our life, to show and teach by example, by behavior. And that's why he says, in the way of your testimonies, notice this, I will rejoice. What's he teaching us? When we walk in the testimony of God, what God has shared to us, how we should live, what we should do, how we should think, what is the outcome of that? That we are going to rejoice. So learn something. Obedience to the instruction of God will be viewed by God as you inviting him to give you yourself joy. So when I walk in the way of his testimony, I testify properly. What's going to be outcome? God will place in my life joy. So the commandments of God, his instructions, his precepts, his laws, his his testimonies are our means to living a joyful life. Now, does that mean everything in our life is going to be joyful? No, but God will give us a joy in spite of these things that joy the origin is not experience but him him in our life so in the midst of some difficulties hardships trials afflictions attacks from the enemy whatever it might be god is able to still give us his joy meaning this our life's circumstances do not have to rob us of the joy of the lord in fact we when we are committed to the instructions of god that commitment and that behavior in obedience to the word of god is going to give us joy that overcomes our life experiences so he says in the way of your testimonies i have rejoiced literally in the past tense i have rejoiced and he says as above all And this next word has to do with wealth or riches or possessions, meaning this. The joy of the Lord that comes from living in obedience to him is greater. It is above. It is a higher joy than the wealth of this world. And, you know, this can easily be supported because if you look at those who commit suicide, they tend to be wealthier than those who who uh, don't commit suicide meaning if you look at the average wealth you will find that as one grows in wealth in wealthy earthly possessions those possessions do not give them joy satisfaction in fact many people who are extremely wealthy they end their life by suicide we see that and many of the entertainers that have uh, uh, accumulated great wealth great notoriety all these things that they wanted but it didn't satisfy what truly satisfies obedience to the lord so he says in the way of your testimonies i have rejoiced and above all all riches verse verse 15 He uses another word. In fact, Psalm 119 is full of synonyms 
in regard to the law of god the commandments of god the statutes of god the precepts of god and now we have a word for for a charge and i use a different english word but it's it's usually today in modern hebrew it is used for a military command or a command that a superior would give to to one who is inferior for example perhaps the chief of police telling one of his officers so it's a charge we might say in english which is related to a commandment given by a superior what to do and he says in your charges or in your commandments i will converse meaning this i am going to talk about the commandments of god they should be a a subject of conversation for us to understand them to hear from other people how they understand them what god has revealed to them about these instructions these charges commandments that god give to us for our life and he says in your charges i will converse and then he uses another word and this word is a word for looking but it's to gaze upon something intently or intensely with intent but intensely so you look at something because you're looking at it for instruction you're looking at it carefully in order to learn something that is going to assist you in making a decision in regard to some behavior so he says i will look or gaze upon them intensely and then it talks about your ways now your ways has to do with the instruction of the charge or commandment we receive god tells us to do something and we 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 converse about that we want to understand it correctly and then we begin to implement it in our life and it leads us in a particular track a particular way and that's why he says i want to look at this way that i'm going i want to pay attention to it here's what it's saying many people simply live life without really reflecting upon it they just kind of go through but what this scripture is telling us is to pay close attention to your life what you do what you don't do which ways are you going in order to discern god's activity when i say god's activity those things that he does to bless us to help us what caused god to minister to us provide for us and also what things that i do what things that i say what things that i think that that cause the opposite response from god instead of providing he uh took back instead of giving power he withdrew himself instead of pleasing god i was displeasing to god what caused all of these things just don't live life without reflecting upon god's activity in your life in the midst of the decisions that you make one last verse and we'll be done verse 16 where he says same word in your statutes or in your precepts however you want to to define them but it's a word that's related to the instructions of god the commandments of god what we've been talking about and will continue to talk about for another 20 weeks 
in this 119th Psalm. He says, in your statutes, and notice this next word. The word is esh ta'asha. This is a word to find pleasure, amusement, something that is satisfying. Now, it's a very significant word. We use it in in modern Hebrew today. And it's a word that speaks about finding joy, finding that which satisfies, something that is meaningful, something that gives you pleasure. And what he says here, it's in your statutes, your precepts, that I find pleasure, that I delight myself that these are instruments that bring about joy and satisfaction in my life now here's the problem and you know so often we receive criticism for this and that's okay but but realize that the criticism is misplaced because when we look at scripture all of scripture and scripture is not bound by time let me give you an example of something dispensational theology now many people say that i'm a dispensationalist well there's things about it that uh, i agree with but there's other things about dispensational theology that i strongly reject and what i want to say is this that that the word of god is timeless it is not impacted by by dispensations meaning time epochs allotments different periods of time we find that the word of god is always at all time it is true from the time that it was given until the time that there is a new heaven and a new earth this word is going to be in force in the sense of having relevance in our life the scripture and therefore he says in your statutes i will basically find pleasure i will find that which gives me satisfaction and joy and he says i will not forget your word now we see a a relationship in this last verse that we're going to study between your statutes and your word and what it tells us is this the word of god it is relevant always from the beginning of its its origin meaning when it was first taught revealed spoken written down until the new jerusalem the word of god is going to be utilized by the believer in order to serve god now yes the fact that we have received grace that we've been born again that we've experienced messiah's redemption what does that do well according to paul in revelation chapter 7 it gives the law greater relevance for the believer because now through the spirit i am able to fulfill the intent not just the letter of the law but the intent of it that i can serve him in a new way being led by the spirit so we see over and over that the word of god the commandments of god the law of god have relevance for us and when we apply them to our life we're going to see that it brings godly activity his provision his power the spirit's anointing when we submit to god's instructions being led by the spirit 
it is going to bring an anointing and a provision from god into our life and the outcome of that knowing that god is at work in my life it is going to give me joy a joy that is not based upon my circumstances my experiences but based upon the fact that god is in my life when you are experiencing the anointing of god there will be joy you will not be frustrated but you will be encouraged to serve him and there is a great joy that that comes about from accomplishing the purposes of god well i'll close with that until next week and we move on to the third letter of the hebrew alphabet that letter gimel when we open up again psalm 119 to learn truth from the word of god until then shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.